the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along. The Thursday edition of The Ride It's another perfect it's, day. It's so perfect. Another one. It's hard to be inside. It's so wonderful yep. outside. Mm, I mean, it's just... Oh, I mean, I got up this morning, and again, I thought, this is what it feels like to be in, like, the Orange County portion of California is this mm. perfect weather, except you hear about the wild, wildfires there today. No. Yeah, terrible wildfires in Laguna Niguel today. Mm. Well, we're doing good here. In, in we Western sure are. Area. We should do the show from the roof. Wouldn't that be nice? I bet the roof is gross. The roof to, I've been on the roof. Is it gross? Well, it's a roof. It's I mean, it's gross. like a tar. It's yeah. a tar, flat roof. Remember remember the eclipse? Yeah, sure. I went up there. I remember with, you went up there. Yeah, with Randy, our yeah. engineer, and Duffy. And I, I brought back a souvenir bolt yeah, that I found. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> it sat in my office for a while, and then I was like, what do I do with this? The roof, to me, seems like it's a place for bird droppings. Well, I don't know if I really, I, just I don't saying, think about I'm that. saying that's my impression. Hmm. It kind of be like, like the Beatles' last show. We yeah, could right. Go there. <laughs> Right, we could go up there and right. just kind of like right, talk exactly. until someone pulls the plug. Sure. <laughs> which is kind of anticlimactic. Not yeah. nearly as good, right? right? Exactly. That's happened just before. Just you know. Yeah. It is such a beautiful day, though. Lovely. And almost the weekend. And the only thing we don't have to celebrate is what happened to the Pens last night, which was super painful. And it actually, I actually woke up in the middle of the night thinking about it. Not the loss as much as thinking about Sid. I've been obsessively reading about it. Like, you know... Thinking about Sid and what happened, and just the good news is we have really two more sad. games, right? They're well, going to come back to Pittsburgh. It'd be nice if we just had one more game tomorrow. Yeah, that would be really nice. I think Let's that's... just finish it out. But Sid probably not going to see him. Don't say I, that. What? I don't think do you, they called I'd be somebody sur- up. They called somebody up. Yep. No, they didn't. See, they did. Then you don't feel good about seeing Sid back, right? Sid's hurt. It's the truth. It was very sad. I just can't talk about it. It's, right. so, it's really a, okay. Okay, so do you have any uplifting news stories? Yeah, I mean, well, something you go, holy smokes, I do have some, make me forget about Sid. I do have some uplifting news stories. All right, fine. Well, then let's start the show off there, I guess, right? Yeah. It's as good a place as any. Kath, without further ado, give us the top four at four. Maybe I just have one uplifting story. Oh. We'll skip to that right away. No, I'm not something that. good. No. For Thursday, May 12th, 2022. They, they'll come in the order that they come. Mm-hmm. It's like your children. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Number one. Many women in the Afghan capital are delaying a return to fully covering their faces in public defiance of orders from the Islamist Taliban rulers, and others are just simply staying at home. 
The consequences of disobedience are aimed at a woman's closest male family member, ranging from a warning to imprisonment. But, John, today in Kabul, there were indications that women were pushing back. At least two protests took place this week as demonstrators criticized growing attempts to limit women from public life. You want to hear what one protester said? Hmm. Listen to this quote. Quote, we want to be known as living creatures. We want to be known as human beings, not slaves imprisoned in the corner of a house. That's what we're talking about. Um, anyway, really good article in Reuters if you want to read more details about that. Um, really seriously praying for the women in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Number two, as Ukrainian authorities and the international community are working meticulously to collate mounting evidence of Russian war crimes in Ukraine, the last surviving prosecutor from the Nuremberg trials of World War II told CBS News today that Russian President Vladimir Putin is certainly a war criminal. Hmm. Benjamin Ference is now 102 years old. He was a prosecutor during Nuremberg. Yep. He fought in some of the most significant battles in World War II, but he was a young lawyer who had just graduated from Harvard, and after the war he was assigned to a unit um, tasked with gathering info about Nazi war crimes. So he led a team of researchers, John, who... um, went into concentration camps just as they were being liberated to get as much legal documentation and firsthand experience as he possibly could and brought that to his prosecution. He ended up uh, prosecuting 22 leaders in Nuremberg for their crimes. All were found guilty. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Anyway, very interesting article in CBS News today, his view on what's going on in Ukraine. Number three, President Joe Biden's picked to be the next Coast Guard commandant. Uh, Admiral Linda Fagan was confirmed today, clearing the way for her to become the first woman to be the top officer in one of the U.S. military services. Wow, that's cool. How about that? Fagan previously served as Deputy Commandant for Operations, Policy, and Capability, and as a Deputy Director of Operations with the U.S. Northern Command, she has served on every continent and, are you ready for this, aboard the heavy polar icebreaker USCGC Polar Star. Wow. That's a career. Can you imagine that? And number four, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl winner, Steelers legend, everybody's favorite Steeler, Jerome Bettis, has a new achievement. He has graduated from Notre Dame. Nice. Nearly three decades after leaving the university to play in the NFL, he announced today he had graduated from the Mendoza School of Business. Um, That is terrific. I love everything about Mm -hmm. it. I love how he tweeted about it. I love the photograph of him. I loved the whole stinking thing. He tweeted, quote, a promise made, a promise kept. And that is your top four. four. Love it so much. And your bonus, of course. Oh, you got an addendum. Jacob Jacob Truba, the New York Ranger who hit Sidney Crosby, will not be suspended. What? According to multiple reports, he will not be subjected to a hearing with the NHL's Department of Player Safety. Wow. And just in case you're forgetting, Sid missed 108 games over the 10, 11, and 11, 12 season. Because of his neck Concussion. injuries. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> That's the old pick-me-up. That, <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> Thank you. You may have been looking forward to No, that. it really wasn't. I do have several other things. Um, coming up on today's show, yep. um, a woman gave birth at a Metallica concert. <laughs> and I, by at the concert, I mean at the concert. Wow. And a couple of days later, received a phone call from James Hetfield about it. We'll talk about that. Also, uh, Bono has a new book out. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a great quote about it. Um, he said, 
it's kind of like a story of a pilgrim making little progress. <laughs> As only Bono could say. Exactly. Fabulous. All right. Well, that's an that's a mixed bag, Kath. Exactly. Thanks for all that. Okay. Right. What are we doing? Oh, Charles Camosi is with us in yeah. just a few minutes. Yeah. So Roe versus Wade. What have the the discussions been like since the news broke? I look forward to it. 101.5 WORD. Hi, I'm Frank Reed. Join Donna Cruz and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. Frank will share a part of his personal story. It's a transformation that happened through prayer. And I thought for a moment there that my life as I knew it was going to come to an end. But my life was just beginning. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Saturday night at 10 on 101.5 Word FM, WORD. I'm Doug Mastriano. I know something about fighting for freedom. My 30 years of military service showed me how much we took our freedoms for granted. When the lockdowns came and the left trampled our rights, I was one of the few to stand up for freedom. I fought for the integrity of our elections. I fought for medical freedom, to choose what medicine we put in our bodies, and for the rights of Pennsylvanians to operate and conduct business. I fought for our elderly and our special needs children. And I fought for parents' rights to raise their kids without indoctrination in school. Now the spirit of our Walk as Free People movement has caught fire. I'm Doug Mastriano, and I'm running for governor because this election is about freedom. Join me to restore freedom, revive our families, rebuild our economy, and to get us back to greatness. Visit DougForGov.com. That's DougForGov.com. And let's take our state back. Paid for by friends of Doug Mastriano. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm, Shirley'sburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, Dante Bow, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems. Heating and air, our team has got you. Service, installs, and repair. Call us when you need comfort. Online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. Windows are us. You try the rest, now try the best. Your premier exterior replacement company. Windows side. It's been an amazing week. The discussion concerning last week's leak of Roe v. Wade. There's so many different stories about this, so many different perspectives. And that's why we're happy to welcome back to the show Dr. Charles Camosi. is professor of theological and social ethics at Fordham University. He's the author of five books, most recently, Losing Our Dignity, How Secularized Medicine is Undermining Fundamental Human Equality. Dr. Camosi, Charlie, welcome back. Hi, guys. Great to be with you again. 
Charlie, we haven't talked in person. I mean, we've exchanged a couple of messages on Twitter, um, but we haven't talked since the news broke last Monday night. And um, I guess the first thing I would ask you is what do you, we'll talk about what you think of the opinion maybe, or what you think of the likelihood of Roe being overturned. But I think first, how do you think we're doing in America talking about it? Not great. Okay. Uh, though, though I admit that, um, most of what I get from how, uh, in terms of trying to answer that question, comes from social media, and that's not necessarily representative of what's going on in the broader country. Um, but at least the talking heads on cable news and on social media um, seem to be in the, these hermetically sealed bubbles where even the, the smallest bit of um, complexity or discord or, or something that conflicts with their narrative that they've had for 50 years, um, especially now when the stakes are so high, that it haven't been that high stakes until now, um, it just roils people in a way. I mean, a lot of people talk about abortion distortion. That's always existed, but now it seems to be on a different level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the outrage machine is really ramped up. And the word that I hear being thrown around from you know left and right, from pro-abortion or pro-life is that everyone all of a sudden is radical. Both sides mm-hmm. are radical in their desires to see their, you know, their, the end result of where they want things to be. And, and I guess you can make a claim that both sides in th- some ways do seem radical, depending upon your perspective, Charlie. That's right. I sometimes like to f- refer to them as the 10% extremes yeah. that seem to dominate our discussion. Like you either have abortion completely illegal, even uh, when there's sexual violence involved, even, you know, not wanting, say, a a health or life exception in some circumstances, or you have what the Democrats have been actually pushing for the last few days, which is abortion legal up to birth um, uh, for any reason at all, or at least. In the, in the opinion of a doctor that who says that pregnancy it can affect a woman's mental health, which, of course, I'm not a woman, but everyone I talk to about pregnancy says that it affects your mental health. Yes. So sure. um, so we, when, you, when you're dealing with that, you lose something that I think is very important. There's actually we're not actually polarizing the United States on abortion, despite um, what the talking heads who make a lot of money off of are uh, acting polarized uh, would say. If you just look at what Gallup has found actually for decades now. What they found is that at week 12, there's this huge dividing line. Before week 12 of pregnancy, about 6 in 10 Americans say they think abortion should be broadly legal. After week 12, after week 12, uh, Gallup has found again for decades that 7 in 10 Americans want abortion broadly illegal. Now, is that a pro-life perspective? Is that a pro-choice perspective? It's not either one of those perspectives. It's a complex perspective. It's a perspective that can't really be captured by those talking heads who want to keep us so divided. So we actually have a broad common ground, but our, as as uh, Kathy, Kathy was just mentioning, the kinds of discussions we've been having over the last week really don't highlight that. Mm-hmm. No, and the the culture makers, I call them, which are the people who you <laughs> who are who are loudest on social media or in entertainment or in government, are the ones who are the most polarized. And so it, it tricks us sadly into thinking that the average person is that polarized. That's right, and. And that's how they make their money. I mean, there isn't really 
a constituency uh, for making money of, a, of that of the kind of I just out, outlined, right? Like, let's go on cable news, let's go on social media and explain that actually we have a lot of agreements. Well, that's not going to get likes on on uh, on social media. That's not going to get ratings on um, cable news. That's not going to put um, hit numbers on on hit pieces people do on uh, on on their blogs or on their pieces. Right. So, Charlie, I think for a lot of people, that's what this has done, especially people of goodwill, that they've tried to codify or reexamine their their idea of what pro-life is. Uh, I had coffee with a friend of mine, breakfast with a friend of mine today, and, and he said this. Now, this is I thought was interesting. He said, I'm pro-life, but I'm in agreement that abortion is OK up to 12 weeks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's it's interesting to have these these labels thrown around. I don't know what else to use other than pro-choice and pro-life because it's it's difficult. Or as I tell my medical ethics students, there are at least seventeen different positions one can have on abortion. So for us to you know have a label for each of those seems almost ridiculous. But maybe that's. You know, it's just unhelpful for us to have our cultural imagination use terms like life and choice. Because, again, it imagines that there's one side against the other side instead of this really complex point of view. And I I identify as pro-life. I don't want to drop the label, as some people have said we should and whatnot. But even that label itself, I understand the limitations of it. What is one one saying when one says one is pro-life? Is it just in opposition to pro-choice? It's kind of the way it's described. I've, as you know, and we've discussed on your show many times, I wrote a whole book about the consistent ethic of life and where we think about, you know, nonviolence, care for the vulnerable and voiceless yes. in a much broader way. Um, not not denying that, you know, 800,000 deaths of prenatal children is obviously a preeminent issue we need to give the preeminent uh, attention to, but saying that it's 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 not just that, obviously. And I don't I, actually, I don't know a single person who has only one issue they care about, even those who sometimes get lumped into the into the um, single issue pro life um, bandwagon there. But the the to get back to your point about the the person who says they're pro life, I would just want to press them on what do they think about prenatal children earlier than than twelve weeks, right? Like the prenatal heart, for instance, has four chambers and is pumping blood at week six or seven. That's what, and that's in embryology textbooks. Despite what some people who are uh, paid to to offer a pro abortion perspective mislead us on that's exactly what every embryology textbook says so you know is is a prenatal child at six seven weeks with a four-chambered heart pumping blood less valuable than the baby at 12 weeks i don't think so i think it's a pretty bad argument actually but mm-hmm. at the very least i don't think we should have the kinds of life choice uh, monikers limit our ability to say we have different views and we can't be put in this us versus them fight to the death right you know, I was just talking to somebody on the um, phone about this today, um, uh, someone who um, goes to a church is kind of interested to get at what this new church's position is on this issue. And so is like kind of asking advice on, well, who do I ask and how do I find out exactly what their position is? Like the church is? has a mission statement about right, their pro-life right, right. perspective. I, right. I need to figure out what it is. And this is this is a person who's interested in advocating for women's choice above all things. But so she wants to make sure she's in a, in a church like this. Anyway, as the conversation went on, I thought to myself, you know, we're not very good about 
talking about this on Twitter, as you've already said, Charlie, but we're also not all that good talking about it in church because this person I'm talking to is a believer in Jesus. She doesn't know very much about the issue of abortion, but because she listens to culture makers in America, she feels like the only responsible progressive decision is to be pro-choice. And I thought, you know what, this is something that I don't think people at the church should jump on her for being pro-choice or jump on her for what just would be good for us to have a space where we could talk honestly about our concerns and our issues without, I don't know, feeling like the people around us are judging us one way or the other. That's right. And that just seems like what it means to be a Jesus follower, doesn't it? I mean, Jesus himself, obviously spend his time hanging out with sinners, engaging those who are sinners, public sinners, right? Tax collectors, prostitutes, the whole the whole gamut. And um, in fact, he was castigated for doing that, right? He must he must not be uh, part of the holy class if he's hanging out with these people. And and he while he didn't judge them in the sense that they must be kind of like ostracized and not engaged, he did say go and sin no more, right? He said uh, repent and and believe in the gospel. So. That's got to be our perspective as Christians too. In fact, we should <laughs> we should be dying to have people who are pro-abortion rights coming to our churches and and worshiping with us mm-hmm. and engaging with us, so that we can help them understand and engage with them about their concerns about human dignity and about how we don't need to choose between two admittedly very vulnerable populations: the woman and her child. Yeah. We're talking with Dr. Charles Camosi from Fordham University, uh, where he is the professor of theological and social ethics, author of five books, most recently, Losing Our Dignity, How Secularized Medicine is Undermining Fundamental Human Equality. So, Charlie, after, you know, how many days we're into this, nine days or so, um, all the reading, all the conversation, all the soul searching, all the back and forth what are you thinking about? You know, um, the court at some point is going to release their final decision on this, whatever final is. I mean, Kath and I have said this, and I'm sure you've talked about this. Never in my wildest dreams did I did I think that this was going to be overturned. I really did not. I just mm-hmm. it's a complete and total shock to me. Me too. So, uh, if in case you know, if in fact this is the final verdict, you know, to some degree of what was leaked out, you know, last Monday evening. What's the way forward? What What are your thoughts about where we are and what America will look like? Well, I'll be sure to answer your question. But first, let me say, I, I guess maybe, I mean, I was a senior in high school in 1992 when, when Planned Parenthood versus Casey came out. And everyone, um, oh, I wasn't as plugged in then, especially because there was no social media. Everyone that I talked to in the pro-life movement then was just as convinced that this was going to be overturned. Now, we didn't get a, a leaked document or something, but there was a high degree of confidence that that was going to overturn Roe versus Wade, and it did not. And there and there was a justice, Anthony Kennedy, who switched at the last minute and, and changed his vote. So so even though I feel pretty confident in the leaks coming out, seems to indicate there still are five justices. I think I just heard that on a podcast today as well, from the Washington Post reporting that, I guess. Um I'm still a little bit, I don't know, I'm still burger 1992, is that possible? Um, sure, of course. These yeah, things but, linger, but, Charlie. Yeah. Um, but let me say, let me answer your question, though, which it, it, I, here's how I feel. I've been thinking about how to articulate how I feel. I feel like, I feel like, I think I have a feeling that's analogous to the way you feel when you get an acceptance into college or um, 
you make a varsity sports team or you get cast in a play. It's like, okay, you've kind of reached the threshold to even get in the game now, right? Now now we can kind of get in the game. But given that this is only going to send the, as we talked about earlier, only going to send this back to the states, um, if anything, this is going to ramp up the temperature even more. If anything, it's it's going to force us to up our game even more to defend human dignity on all levels and nonviolence in all levels and support for the vulnerable on all levels. Because now can you imagine what the battleground states are going to be like in trying to come up with their abortion policies? I mean, you live in a state that is exactly that kind yep. of state exactly. where you're going to have that those kind of fight to the death battles that never really existed before because there was only so much you could do around those issues. And I grew up in a state, Wisconsin, which is a very similar one. So all these purple states that, that have, you know, uh, really – tough battles these it's going to be really bad and it's going to get really bad really hard and, and then we're going to have the national conversations where the republicans are going to try to codify um you know some kind of human life amendment and the, and the democrats are going to try to codify Roe. they already are trying to do this and that's going to be a constant battle so it's almost like we're you know if you get into college if you get cast in the play if, you, if you're on the team you, you can now get in the arena in a way that you never could before but that doesn't mean that it's going to be sunshine and roses or something. Right. I mean, it's going to it's going to be really difficult. Now the work begins. Difficult. The real work begins. Yeah, mm-hmm. the real work. I think it's better work. I really do. I think if it were a legislative issue, it should always have been a legislative decision. So I think this is the type of conversation and the type of give and take that we have to, as responsible adults who live in a republic, this is how we're going to work it out. And this is how we should work it out. So it is going to be hard work, but I really hope that Roe is overturned so we can get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and each state can decide for themselves. Yeah, now the arguments actually matter. Now yeah. the evidence matters. Yeah. Now we can actually have exchanges which matter. Yep. I'm into that. Charlie, always good to talk to you. Yeah, Charlie, thanks so much. Same here. Thanks for exchanging. Our pleasure. Check out Charlie's book. This It's such a terrific thing. He's um, excellent. Losing Our Dignity, How Secularized Medicine is Undermining Fundamental Human Equality. But also, don't forget Resisting Throwaway Culture. That's also a very good book, How a Consistent Life Ethic Can Unite a Fractured People. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Sharing sides is good. Getting enough so you don't have to? That's finger licking good. Choose three large KFC sides, like secret recipe fries or creamy mac and cheese with eight pieces of tenders or fried chicken when you get KFC's side lover's meal. Order now on the KFC app. Prices of participation may vary. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company is fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7, 365, find them online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company. 
What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Try Life Center. A faith-based pregnancy and family resource center in Lower Borough is hosting their annual Walking for Babies event at Northmoreland Park on Saturday, May 21st. To register online, donate, or learn more, visit event.fundeasy.com slash 22916. That's event.fundeasy.com slash 22916. Or register in person on May 21st. Try Life Center, helping families succeed. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to wordfm.com to enter. That's wordfm.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Tonight, we'll see clear to partly cloudy skies below 60. Tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy with a high of 77. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and mild with a low of 60. On Saturday, cloudy and humid with a few showers and a thunderstorm late in the day, high 76. And Saturday night, will be mostly cloudy and mild with a passing shower, the low 61. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Grace Miratori. So I've been reading over the last several weeks about the baby formula shortage in the United States. Have you delved into this at all? Just a little, yeah. I mean, I listen, I was not a person who took what? well to having infants. It was very anxiety-producing for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that would have put me in a very difficult place if I was reliant on baby formula. Right. I mean, some people don't rely on it. Mm-hmm. Right, they use their own mother's milk. Mm-hmm. Other women choose baby formula, mm-hmm. or some kids can't right. nurse, and so they have to do formula. Yep. I mean, it's all sorts of different circumstances. So um, I'm reading from today's uh, dispatch, and uh, the dispatch in their reporting about the baby uh, formula shortage says that it's likely to get worse for a few weeks before it gets better. Now, here's the weird thing: there are very few companies who produce yes. baby formula. Right. Abbott Nutrition. This is a major company. Recalled several popular powdered formulas in February, shutting down its plant in Sturgis, Michigan, because two infants died from bacterial infections after consuming formula made at this factory. The company maintains that its products didn't cause the infections, and FDA testing at the plant found similar bacteria, but not the exact strain that infected the babies and led to their deaths. Now, Abbott Nutrition... They alone corner 42% of the baby formula market. Oh, my gosh. So when they close down, that's... So they've been shut down. Catastrophic. They're trying the to figure this out. Now, the, the really interesting thing is that they've made... Um, 
changes that other formula companies began running 24-hour production lines, and Abbott has been flying in formula from an FDA-approved facility in Ireland. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, you know, I think few of us even understood the word supply chain issues, but can you imagine if you control the majority of the formula market, you're shut down, you're flying in, how much are you flying in? And then smaller manufacturers are trying to keep up, but it just made a major, major dent here. So this recall has kicked off widespread shortages, Mm. grabbing headlines, worrying parents, and they're saying... Things are going to be really shaky here. Now, of course, hoarding is part of this. Right. When it does become available, people swoop down on the shelves immediately. There's crazily, but uh, you would know this is true, black market baby formula Mm -hmm. outlets as well. Right. People Uh, are bartering for it on eBay. I saw that today. Yep. So in the meantime, parents are trying to supplement older babies' diets with milk or switch formula brands to whatever is available, that is problematic as well. Yeah, because some babies have an affinity for one or perhaps an allergy to another. Right. And so you're really dependent on that one. Now, this is this is a comparison, the only one I can make right now because my kids are older, but I couldn't find my cat's food mm. about cats? six months ago, right? There's very little cat food on the shelf. Yeah. Anyway, I couldn't find it. I started to get a little, like, pretty seriously concerned. Like, what am I going to do? Imagine if that was your child. Right. A newborn infant or whatever. It's, just... And if your child has a little bit of, you know, unhealthiness or not able to accept that, the anxiety would just drive you through the wall. So pharmaceutical companies maintain six-week supplies of of their product. They're saying, the government's saying, we should implement this as well, just as there's oil reserves or reserves for. Yeah, but how are you going to do that? Because it has an expiration date. Yeah, but I imagine the expiration date is pretty long, don't you think? I mean, pretty months I, I, and months. I, I, yeah, but I mean, you move it in, you let it sit, and then yeah, you but, push it back out in the marketplace again. I so guess. Yeah, I guess you'd have to be continually doing that. Right. Okay. Just, you know, that's what people do, and then supply chain issues. Anyway, God bless these people. I know. I mean, uh, Certainly prayers for the concerns of young of all parents and their babies that they do have enough formula to move forward right, here. Right, All right, take a quick break. Come back. Yeah. When we come back, we'll be talking about understanding the times. Jan Markle is going to be with us. She's going to talk about her brand new weekend show. Oh, it's going to be here in Word FM. It's going to be right here in Word FM. Fabulous. Looking forward to this conversation. New show on Salem Saturday mornings at 6, Sunday noon. We'll talk about that next with Jan Markle. WORD. The younger you begin filling the mind and the heart with the Word of God, the more of His power you experience when you grow up. Dr. Michael Youssef. The younger you begin to make your heart a home for the Word of God, the more peaceful you will be later on. Make plans to join us this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Remember the starter home? Young marrieds or singles just starting out in life, buying that first house? We did it. I bet you did too. Wasn't that a glorious feeling? It sure beats renting. Sadly, starter homes have basically vanished because, as we all know, housing prices have gone through the roof. The good news in all this? 
cash out refinance. Now, if you bought a starter home or any home within the past decade, you're sitting on a gold mine. Reinvest in your home. Cash out the equity in your home and do something awesome. Get rid of your debt. Cash out refinancing makes sense because United Faith Mortgage is the preferred lender here at Word FM. Their commitment to us is because they are us. Faith and family is who they are, and that's a big deal. Plus, United Faith Mortgage has the direct lender advantage, and that's big. Plus, they'll pay $500 of your appraisal fee on your refinance. Refinance today. United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Raised in abject poverty on a pig farm, Kathy Barnett overcame bleak beginnings with hard work and determination following a calling to join the U.S. Army Reserve. A proud veteran, now a homeschool mom and pro-Trump conservative fighter for Pennsylvania, Kathy Barnett is running for the U.S. Senate to preserve the America that gave her the opportunity to rise. Barnett says she's proof that woke liberals are wrong about America. And Kathy knows parents deserve a say in their own kids' education. Barnett will fight to clean up Biden's inflation mess, end the welfare state, stop the creep of socialism, and make America great again. And Kathy's not afraid to take on the swamp establishment in both parties to do what's right for Pennsylvania. Send a pro-Trump conservative fighter to the Senate. Kathy Barnett. Paid for by Club for Growth Action, clubforgrowthaction.org, and not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Club for Growth Action is responsible for the content of this ad. When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy, where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. Schedule a personal tour today and see what a consistent quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Oh, it's just such difficult times right now. Mm. I mean, you can look at, yeah, you can check out the political world, but you're not going to get any respite in the theological world. You know, your denominational wars, or you can look at, you know, local community stuff. That's pretty dicey. Dicey, yeah. You can look at um, race relations, right? You can look at um, wars between different age groups, whether it's Gen Z, Gen X, Millennial, or whatever. But everybody Boomer. pointing the finger at somebody else, right? Or right. not the finger, a finger. <laughs> That's different. It is a little different. <laughs> but, you know, like some say the problem are Millennials. And the millennials are like, well, the problem isn't us. The right. problem is you guys, you Gen Zers. And then it's, oh, it's the boomers. It's the boomers' problem. Oh, I'll take responsibility. I think, I think it is the boomers' problem. Anything you want to blame. For, yeah, the boomers, we got it. Anyway, a brand new show uh, coming to Word FM, Understanding the Times with Jan Markle. Happy to have Jan with us. Jan, welcome. Thank you so much. It's Markel. Oh, thanks, Jan. All right, Jan Markel. Talk to us about Understanding the Times. They're so complicated. Um, Why have you decided to attack the subject in your new show? Well, I've been doing it for for a lot of years, actually. And you're right. Um, I would say in the last three to five years, um, the Times and trying to understand them is getting more complicated. and, And that's partly because the facts on the ground change every few uh, days and even every few hours. So um, I try to keep up on on the issues of the day from a biblical perspective. I feel that's really all that matters is what kind of a light does the Bible shine on such events um, from geopolitical to um, apologetics 
to um, issues in the Middle East, um, and just things that I feel that maybe the church isn't tackling quite as much as would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a very difficult thing, isn't it, Jan? I mean, Kath and I talk about this a lot. You know, yeah. following the news as you do, and especially trying to have a biblical overview of the world, it, it informs your faith. I believe it makes your faith stronger. I'm sure that it's happened in your life since you've been doing your show. So can you talk to us about your faith? I mean, uh, did you grow up in a Christian family? Did you come to, How did you come to Christ? Yes, um, I have a Jewish background, and um, f- fortunately, uh, <laughs> everyone in my family came to faith. Really? Um, that was that was a process that wasn't very easy, but, <laughs> but it happened. Um, and and I heard a Jewish evangelist when I was just eleven years old. Wow. Um, his name was Hyman Appleman, and some of your listeners may may recognize the name. He's I think he's passed on, perhaps in the seventies now. Uh, but but I, I, I was you know just a kind of a well a child who kind of wanted to be outside playing with friends and I got literally dragged to an evangelistic service to hear him and I um, wasn't a hundred percent sure what he was talking about I all I knew was what he was saying I felt in my heart and my spirit was truth and that I needed to get uh, get saved and get get born again and and start my life out properly and that is with the Lord Jesus Christ leading me. So from there, my parents kind of followed me. And and, uh, and then I had the privilege as an um, early teenager to uh, move literally next door to a big Baptist church in South Minneapolis, where right. I got, got very, very schooled and educated on things that matter. And I am so grateful for that church of my youth, because... Uh, he was talking about things so many years ago that are now so relevant for today, so that that equips me. Fabulous. A new show is coming to Word FM, Understanding the Times, with Jan Markell, Saturday mornings from 6 o'clock until 7 o'clock, and then Sunday noon until 1 p.m., Understanding the Times, with Jan Markell. So, Jan, when you look at the world, um, it's a you know contested marketplace. There are tons of ideas, very strong opinions. Um, what do you what What's going to be the tack that you take in discussing this on your show? Is it going to be you, you know, looking at social media, you looking at the news, and then comparing it with a biblical perspective? I think what you just said is pretty much been my tactic. Um, for 21 years, and that is uh, comparing uh, comparing what's happening in the in the world to the to the Bible. And, and and here we have to be a little bit careful because some people will say, "Well, that's just newspaper exegesis. You're just uh, kind of developing um, a, a theology by what you read in the newspaper." And and I don't I don't really even like that idea. Um, but at the same time. If the Bible has told us what the future is going to hold, and not the exact detail, but a lot of information the Bible has outlined for us that's going to happen in what it calls the last generation, then I think that it's I think that it's appropriate to focus, uh, shine the light of the Bible on some of the news that's happening. And, and to be honest, I think that's all that matters. Otherwise, I think it's it's just man's opinion and. With all the information and news that's circulating out there, how do we, and I'm asking you folks, too, if you could weigh in here, how do we um, delineate from 
from hype and from uh, things that people are are um, perhaps making much too large of an issue from what God wants us to understand about the last days, and that's what I'm interested in because He's given the information about the last days in the Bible, and therefore, if we're not looking at it, shame on us. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, Jan. I mean. The fact is, if you call yourself a disciple of Jesus, if Jesus is in your life, if you say Jesus is my Lord and Savior, all the anxiety, all the fear, all the anger, the vitriol yeah. that seizes us in this country and around the world, that's neither here nor there to us. I mean, certainly you want to be informed and be engaged in the process, but you know, to think that, you know, oh, woe is me, and you know, uh, there's no salvation, then you're not walking the walk here. Uh, it's one thing to yeah. read the news. It's another thing to be informed in the news. It's another thing to have confidence that Christ is on the throne and you'll be with him someday. Well, you sort of summed that up there in that in that long paragraph. You said it just exactly uh, the way I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to express it, but you did it for me. Thank you. So um, we are in the most, both the most challenging time of, of the history of humanity. Um, and yet in the Bible, it says the prophets of old longed to be a part of of a generation that just might see uh, sort of the end of the age, church age, not the end of the age, because that's a long way away. Yeah. You've got a, a tribulation and a millennium and everything that's ahead of us in the church. I, I teach that the church escapes that tribulation. But but the, the God's given us all this information in the Bible to prepare us, not to scare us. Huh. And if anybody's looking at the events of the day and getting scared, then I want to assure them that they don't have to be, yes. uh, that God has everything under control, that, uh, yes, there's a chessboard, and the players are on that chessboard, and there may, we may be in the ninth inning of it all, but if so, God will prepare us and take care of us, um, and he has a glorious future outlined for us in the Bible. Fabulous. Well, Jan, welcome to Pittsburgh. We're excited that you're joining Word FM. Looking forward to the kickoff of the show. And, uh, boy, uh, go at it, because we need that voice. Yeah, well, thank you, and I appreciate appreciate the time to talk to you folks and, and to meet the folks of Pittsburgh so much. That's Saturday, 6 a.m., Sunday noon, Understanding the Times with Jan Markell. Very nice. Looks really good, doesn't it? A lot of common sense, a lot of wisdom there, and defined by the relationship with Jesus. Very good. Understanding the times. Jan Markell. We'll take a quick break. What's coming up next here? Woman delivered a baby at a Metallica concert. (laughs) Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. Do you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm-fresh catering from the Springhouse. 
can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365. Find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. How does the loss of memory affect our spiritual life? How can the church more effectively care for families touched by Alzheimer's? Find out June 16th as Trinity School for Ministry presents Experiencing Alzheimer's, Forgetful but Not Forgotten, a special event with Dr. Carol Harold, M.D. By improving our understanding of the changes in thinking and behavior caused by Alzheimer's, we can more effectively address the needs of those with it. Cost just $25. Register now at tsm.edu slash interterms. Joyce Figueroa was not pregnant when she bought her Metallica ticket three years ago. Oh my goodness gracious. But because of COVID and every related delay... When the time actually came for the concert to happen, yeah. she was 39 weeks pregnant. Mm. Okay, but she was not going to let that stop her because she's had she these waited. tickets, right? So she's pregnant with her second child. Yeah. She's at the Metallica concert with her husband. Mm. And just as Metallica takes the stage, Joyce starts to feel something. <laughs> yeah. And because it's her second child, it seems kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. Well, an hour later, her water broke. During the concert, and medics determined that they did not have time to get her to the hospital before the baby arrived. Mm. So she was wheeled to a medical tent where the only other patient was a man being treated for alcohol poisoning. Mm. But the good news is that Luan Figueroa was born May 7th at 11.15 p.m. as Metallica performed the final song, Enter Sandman. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. And three days later, on May 10th, James Hetfield... The guitar player, the lead yeah. singer, phoned her at home to say, oh, cool. that is amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> he said, this is James from Metallica. Of course, they were totally stunned. He said, I heard what happened. This is amazing. Congratulations. I love it so much. Anyway, Joyce has since told the Washington Post that she was scared when she realized she wouldn't be able to make it out of the stadium before the baby came. But she said, there's also this feeling of being able to tell people that this happened mm. because Metallica is one of the bands we love the most. And so the whole thing was going to make for an interesting story. Very good. Now, can you imagine the noise no. at a Metallica show? No. I can't even. Call- Are you a fan? I like Metallica. I- let's put it this way. 
I have a lot of respect for Metallica. Yeah. They're incredibly talented. But I can take in three songs and then I have to take a break. Yeah. I could never go to a live show. No, I can't imagine. Christy? Are you a fan, Christy? Not really. No. Okay. It's just a lot, isn't it's it? It's so much. I mean, it's the energy is so brutal. It's yeah. so big. It's so... I, mean, I know people love it. It just doesn't resonate with me. Right. But I, I appreciate that, you know... It, like you said, Kath, they're killer musicians. Oh my gosh! I mean, the guitar work just—you know—it's like jaw dropping. Right. But it does not resonate. But that baby, what a great story for the baby for the rest of the life. So they're thinking about paying tribute to the band with the child's middle name, but that hasn't yet been determined. Okay, James. So we'll see. All right, very nice. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Totally different subject. News comes today. This is from the Ivanhoe Newswire, which I believe is a website I've never been on until the today. Ivanhoe Newswire? Where's yeah. Ivanhoe? I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. Ivanhoe Newswire. But um, this is about the job seekers market that we're in. So it's an unusual time because we have very high inflation. We also have a very low unemployment rate. Okay. But there's so, a lot of jobs out there. But there, there are a lot of jobs out there, right? Um, but the resume that you might be sending for the job is still important, right? No matter the piece of paper, it's the first thing. It's the or first, the right? It's the first moment. It's the first connection between you and yep. your potential employer. Well, news comes today from this website that I've already cited that eighty-five percent of hiring managers, right? Eighty-five percent of people who are receiving resumes are saying that there is at least one error or lie. On the resume that they've received. Mm. Really? So, yes. uh, grammatical errors? Exactly. Misspellings? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sp- you know, weird of spacing. Right. You know, maybe uh, a hard return in a line that isn't right. supposed to be there. And a lie about what? Past employment or salary range something or like something that. like that. Something like that. So, a common mistake are typos, mm. right? So, 58% have some kind of error in them. So, they say, when you do your resume, have somebody else read it. If you're not good at editing your own stuff, have somebody else read it. But the lying thing, 85% are saying that they have found lies on resumes. I mean, that's really that it's easy to find out if someone has worked a certain place sure. or had the grade point average that they say they had or whatever. Well, there's absolutely no point in doing that on your resume. People trying to like, you know, improve their chances. Right, so I'll do anything or say anything to get me to the front of the line. It's all, it's absolutely horrible. Yeah. Um, in one survey, thirty three percent of hiring managers said they would eliminate resumes that don't have an applicant's COVID vaccination status on it. What? Now, would you Come ever on. think of putting that many, on your what resume? Thirty three percent. They never, would eliminate resumes that don't have an applicant's I COVID never vaccination status. How about preferred pronouns? Uh, I, it doesn't say anything about that. I'm surprised that. by that. You think that they would, you know, if they're doing that to one side, they do the other thing? Another common mistake, apparently, sharing confidential information, such as trade secrets about your previous employer. What? On that's the resume? Like, right. That's like telling somebody you cheated on your last boyfriend or girlfriend. They're going to say, well, don't what's going gonna to keep you from cheating on me? Right. Yeah. What? Google executives say that 5 to 10% of the resumes they receive share information that should be confidential. Hmm. And it's grounds for automatic rejection. Holy smoke. Okay, so this is interesting. So I, I imagine, you know, the volume of resumes go through an AI checker first, right? Don't you think? If that, it's a big company, but if it's a little company, I don't. that wouldn't be the case. I don't know. Well, a, I guess so, yeah. If small, it's a small company, you have right. somebody just reading the resume. But can you imagine, I mean, the volume of resumes that hiring managers get 
So how can you sit there in a mountain of resumes and looking at each one? Right. Well, for I mean, Christie's the one of us who was most recently hired. I think there were over a hundred applicants for Christie's job. Right. And it wasn't like AI went through them. Mm-hmm. There was one person here that just went through them Plucked all, and her then from... and Christie was just it was like the the jewel. Right. Because amidst the refuse. she spelled radio correctly, <laughs> and that's always a good start. Christie's Stockdale. WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. There's more evidence that inflation is likely to remain high in the months ahead. The Labor Department's producer price index was five-tenths of a percent higher in April than in March. When compared with April of last year, producer prices were 11% higher. Still, both figures represent a slowdown from March. It's the first decline in the yearly data since December 2020. In key categories, shipping and warehousing prices leapt 3.6% in April from March. Food costs rose 1.5%, and new car prices rose eight-tenths of a percent. Ben Thomas, Washington. A shortage of baby formula in the United States, driving parents to swap, sell, and offer leftover supplies to each other. The gap stems from supply chain disruptions and a safety recall. The Dow is off 548 points. This is SRN News. Hey, Earl, did you hear that Senator Mastriano voted to pass Act 77? You're kidding. Isn't that the law that allowed no-excuse mail-in ballots that the Democrats are abusing? Yeah, but it's worse than that. Mastriano also proposed that folks with COVID should be mandated to register with the government or be punished. And that's a violation of my privacy rights. Uh, What will they come up with next? A tax increase? You know, Earl, now that you mention it, he has... Mastriano is proposing a 60% increase in our Pennsylvania income tax. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm sure glad I talked to you guys. Don't be like Earl. Get the facts. Doug Mastriano can't be trusted. Paid for by Pennsylvania Patriots for Election Integrity, LLC. Try Life Center, a faith-based pregnancy and family resource center in Lower Borough, is hosting their annual Walking for Babies event at Northmoreland Park on Saturday, May 21st. To register online, donate, or learn more, visit event.fundeasy.com slash 22916. That's event.fundeasy.com slash 22916. Or register in person on May 21st. Try Life Center, helping families succeed. Before Bamboo HR, (laughs) I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, (laughs) it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people to focus on development, to focus on team 
dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Tonight, we'll see clear to partly cloudy skies below 60. Tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy with a high of 77. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and mild with a low of 60. On Saturday, cloudy and humid with a few showers and a thunderstorm late in the day, high 76. And Saturday night will be mostly cloudy and mild with a passing shower, the low 61. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Grace Miratori. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. We've been so focused on, you know, local or national stories, oftentimes you sort of take your eye off, you know, the wider world. And, of course, the story of the Taliban, you know, in the most brutal of times, because animalistic the way that they treat their people and the territories that they control and especially how they look at and engage with women i mean tomes tomes and tomes can be written about this well the taliban you know when they started to take control in afghanistan again people were like fearful Mm -hmm. and rightfully so because what's going to happen to girls in schools right what's going to happen to women who are working in you know, the professional marketplace in some way. All that, right? I mean, the die has well been cast. But the Taliban said, no, 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 no. We're the new Taliban, essentially. We're going to do things a little bit different. Well, they've issued an edict on Saturday, a new dress code for women appearing in public. The edict said that only a woman's eyes should be visible. And the decree is by the Taliban hardliner. I can't even... I'm sorry... to pronounce the, the the man's name correctly, suggested that women should not leave their homes unless necessary and outlines a series of punishments for male relatives of women violating the code. A major blow, of course, to women's rights in Afghanistan, who for two decades have been living with relative freedom from the Taliban takeover last August when the United States and other foreign forces withdrew in the chaotic end of the 20-year war. So women, there was a relaxed especially in the capitals, in mm-hmm. the major population areas. Now that the U.S. is gone, Taliban's taken over, new rules are in place, and and women in Afghanistan find themselves back to where they were yeah. 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago. Women's rights are not even considered. Reuters spoke to two female doctors and a teacher. Those are the few formal jobs that are still available to women. 
They said that covering their faces and wearing loose garments, as they've been instructed to do by the Taliban, is just going to interfere with their work. They said, we're doctors. We do operations. We have to wash our hands up to our elbows. How are we going to wear this all this stuff on our head? Right. right? Outside the Capitol, um, apparently there were signs that the announcement was fueling stricter oversight of women's dresses. A doctor in southeastern Afghanistan said Taliban officials had told her not to treat female patients who didn't have a male chaperone mm. and weren't fully covered. So if they're sick, but they're not fully covered, they don't get any medical attention. Politics is so crazy. And then cultural overlays with politics that define time. And then you add religion to that. That's exactly what's happening in Afghanistan right now. It's political, it's religious, it's cultural. And, you know, for us as commentators outside looking in, we have very little skin in this game, no pun intended. But to see what Afghan women have to deal with just to live a life, to have a dream, to have a job, to have a family, the rules are so different. And you can't really imagine what it's like until you're there. Right. The only only reason we talk about it is because it is so foreign to us, and the pain is obviously so obvious to the women who are going through it, especially thinking that better days were ahead, which, of course, they are not. A university student in northern Afghanistan, John, said that university officials just since this weekend were becoming much stricter on dress code. They told her yesterday that her colorful headscarf, I mean, her head is covered, but her colorful headscarf was unacceptable and she had to wear all black. Fahima, this is according to Reuters, a woman living in the western province of Herat, ran a business, ran her own business. She had her own company before the Taliban took over. But now she has to wait for her teenage son to come home from school so she can leave the house with him just to buy groceries. She said, I can barely leave my house. Wow. Anyway. Like I said, as we started this segment, we do think closely here to home, local, right? Pittsburgh, our our small town. But you think about women suffering under a very harsh dictatorship rule in Afghanistan. Our prayers are with these women as they struggle to regain some semblance of normalcy because there is not normalcy there. And think of the potential these women have and how the country of Afghanistan is strangling itself Mm -hmm. by, by keeping that at bay. Right. I, like I said, I don't understand. You just pray for these women and that they are able to live a fuller life. We'll take a break, come back. When we do come back, uh, well, this is interesting. Singleness in the church, we've talked about this. The theology, a better theology of singleness and relationships. Do singles need it? Does the church? That's straight ahead here on the right home. 101.5 WORD. Tried to help my wife plan for our wedding. I discovered that I was colorblind. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsbury. She sent me to the store to bring back something that was corn flour, and I brought back something that was periwinkle. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church Moon Township. You can't tell the difference between these two colors? Hey, I didn't know those were colors. General admission, just $30 each. Tickets on sale now. Well, this one obviously has purple in it. No. You know what obviously has purple in it? Purple. At wordfm.com slash night out. Here's Dave White. We need less talk and more action. 
My father was a steam fitter. My mother, a homemaker. Their dream for me was to achieve opportunities greater than the ones they had. And like my parents and so many of you, I want to ensure that we can provide that same opportunity for all of our children. Dave White's a dedicated family man, unapologetic conservative, job-creating entrepreneur. I am not a politician. If you are looking for a candidate with decades of experience in Harrisburg or Washington, I am just not that candidate for you. If you want safer streets, if you want to lower taxes, if you want to fix our elections once and for all, if you want to put parents back in charge of our children's education, join our campaign. I will take less talk and more action to Harrisburg. Paid for by Friends of Dave White. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to Northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems. Heating and air, our team has got you covered. Maintenance, service, installs and repair. Call us when you need comfort. Online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Marriage rates are down. Birth rates are down. How does the church look at singleness? How does the church engage with people who are delaying marriage? Anna Broadway is back with us. Anna has been a guest on our show over the years. She's the author of Sexless in the City, a memoir of reluctant chastity. She's working a book on singleness research, but here today to talk about a better theology of singleness and relationship. Anna, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. It's good to be back. Sure. Always glad to have you, Anna. This is an interesting subject. So let me start with this. If marriage is on the decline, uh, what do you think that means for singles? Well, it depends on a lot of factors that we don't really know. You know, sometimes that could mean that people are continuing to be in relationships where maybe they're cohabiting. Right, but not marrying. Right. It could be the case that Christian women are choosing not to marry somebody who's not a Christian, and because there are more women in the church, they're staying single in some parts of the world. You know, unfortunately, in the Ukraine and in Ukraine and Russia right now, a lot of men are dying in the war, and that's going to leave a lot of women single or widowed. So there's lots of different reasons for it. But they're not always bad reasons, as the two books I recently reviewed show. 
to talk about some of the positives. So not just positive reasons why it's happening, but maybe unintended consequences. Yeah, well, you know, uh, when I was doing some of my research on the global experience of singleness, I met some Christians who had this sense of devoting themselves to seeking God's kingdom in a way that left open what that might look like. And what was really interesting was a man I spoke with in Nashville, Peter Volk, talked about this idea of maybe devoting yourself to certain issues in our world, whether it's education and trying to ensure that more kids get a better education, or maybe you care about social justice and uh, criminal justice reform. But what was really interesting about that was he wasn't necessarily talking about traditional Christian ministry, but this idea that secular work done from a missional perspective could be a very important and valuable way of seeking God's kingdom and trying Mm -hmm. to make the world more look like what God intends. Mm -hmm. And go into that a little further, secular work done in, Mm -hmm. in a what way? In a missional way. Yeah. What would that look like? Well, when I was at Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City, they had a really great center for faith and work. Hmm. They had a lot of different cohorts that helped people think about how can your work be a way of honoring God? Yes. And there's a really interesting book, Kingdom Calling, that came out a sure, few years ago that, that talked book. about different approaches. Yeah. So sometimes people see their work as a way to share the gospel with others. And sometimes people want to be very ethical in their work and maybe want to be a person of integrity and hope that that's a witness. But there can also be as I think it's Amy Sherman talks about in Kingdom Calling, really significant ways that the shape of your work seeks God's kingdom. There was an example in that book of housing builders who developed a, a, like, plot of houses, and they were very deliberate about building them in different sizes so that there would be more income diversity in this neighborhood by the nature of the design. And they did some other things, but they wanted to have tax base for the schools that would be needed for this housing development. And so it was just really interesting, all of the ways that they approached how they were doing their very work and the kind of designs they were building, thinking, how can we make this a better place for our community and try to honor God's values? Hmm. And so for some people, that leads them into secular work, and they don't end up having a relationship. Obviously, a job is not at odds with a relationship, but, you know, sometimes God may call us to be fully committed to something. to work, right. That's interesting. So, you know, marriage is important, of course, and so less people are getting married. What about the church? I mean, can the church somehow... If there's an intentionality, if people are building homes uh, to to create a neighborhood, obviously mm-hmm. many different minds from many different um, professions um, went into this. So the church yes. somehow, if we're trying to build a church that builds families and has marriage at the middle of it, or mm-hmm. singleness to honor singleness, then why do we miss the mark? I mean, 
why aren't there more minds, more conversations, more emotion, more thought put into this, into the church, that marriage is valuable and it is a, a good end game to have, especially when, you know, the secular world sort of scoffs at marriage and sort of turns away from it. I'm sure you've thought about that. Yeah. Well, I would I would disagree with you a little bit. I don't think marriage should be at the center. I think God's kingdom should be at Thank the you. center. Yes. And I think if that were true, that we would not be thinking about growing the church by procreation and having children. We would be more concerned about growing the church through proclamation, which is how we see the church growing in the New Testament. And so that where I think we would start to think more about how can we seek the flourishing of our communities and our neighborhoods, and what are different ways that we are engaging and building relationships with our neighborhoods, and maybe helping people connect with and have a positive experience with the church that they haven't. And that's where I think John Van Epp and I believe it's J.P. DeGantz in their book Endgame have some really practical suggestions for how churches can do relationship ministries that would offer training and coaching and support for families in the whole community, not just families in the church. And they have some really interesting research about how that helped reduce the divorce rate in some communities that JP's organization worked in. Hmm, Anna Broadway is with us, author of Sexless in the City and Memoir of Reluctant Chastity, uh, currently working on a book based on her singleness research. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, Anna, for people who, um, I, and I, I don't mean to paint with too broad a brush, but it seems, <laughs> but, but by me saying that, you know that that's what I'm about to do. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of a use, it's not like a, a useless, uh, it's kind of a non sequitur. But anyway, a lot of churches today almost exist based on their youth ministry and their marriage ministry. Hmm. And it seems like, okay, well, Sunday worship, you know, Bible study, whatever else kind of comes behind. Like if you're really committed, you might get into those things, but what's going to draw you Mm -hmm. to the church is either the marriage ministry or the youth group. Um, And to me, you know, over, I've been on a church staff for a long time. I've started to kind of question our priority in that area, mm-hmm. uh, just simply because it leaves whole swaths of our community untouched or uninvited almost, right. um, or I even right. unnoticed or, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so in thinking through those things over the last, I don't know, a few years and talking to a number of my friends who are single, it's made me realize that I think a lot of people who are married tend to look at people who are single in a transactional basis. Like, wow, since you have a lot, you must have a lot of free time. So you could serve in this capacity. Oh, because you're not married. You don't have kids. Oh, wait. In the church. Now, am I, do you think I'm exaggerating in that way? Well, I think married people and singles often don't know how to be friends with each other. Okay. And I'll talk more about this in my book, but we often have this kind of dating approach to our friendships where the way that you meet up is you get together for coffee or a meal or something like that. And married people usually have very little time left over in the month for that kind of activity. But where I've seen the richest friendships happen is where, you know, when I was in the Bay Area last fall, I asked a friend, does anybody need to go to Costco? And maybe that's how we meet up. (laughs) We go to Costco together, you know, or maybe you say to a single friend, hey, I've got to be at my kid's softball game, but I'd love to catch up with you. Do you want to come? 
or, you know, I see my pastor in California, he and his wife have really invited this one single man into their family life. And so one day the wife and kids went over and helped him clean his apartment. (laughs) He was struggling with that, you know, or they just had him over for a dinner that wasn't anything special on their part, but they just said, hey, we're doing this. You're welcome to join us. And so I think friendship becomes deeper when we're willing to be more vulnerable And when we open up our errands and chores as spaces where we can interact with each other, I think there's a lot more time and it leads to a more meaningful conversation. That's good. So instead of, uh, as a married person, looking at a single person as a project, hey, you know, you need to meet somebody that I know and let me try to think about my friends that you might connect with. Just meet people where they are. Sure. And the other thing, too, is, Single people need relationships with your children. Mm-hmm. If we don't have children of our own, who is our family? Mm-hmm. Who are the children in our lives? Sometimes that only happens because of married couples that invite us into our fa- their families. Mm-hmm. Years ago, uh, before, when I was dating my wife, she was not a believer. And um, one Sunday morning, there was, you know, the signs, uh, it's like a Saturday weekend, signs around the the neighborhood, hey, a pancake breakfast uh, on Sunday morning. Now, my wife, who would not really gladly go into a church, was somehow oddly fascinated by the idea of a pancake breakfast. And so instead of us going to worship, she didn't want to go in the sanctuary. She gladly went into the church basement. And, and and hung out. And the cool thing was, I mean, I, this was, you know, decades ago, the, the pancake breakfast was run by a group of Christian singles. And you know what? Oh. It was cool. And it was quirky. And it was funny. And, you know. Th- it was low pressure? It was low pressure. I remember, like, for me, wanting to say, you know, here's how the church works. Like, wanted to go upstairs mm-hmm. and somehow be involved in some, you know, you know, pastoral discussion or there's right, a, you know, right. sermon. What we discovered in the in the basement was the church worked really differently in the basement than it worked upstairs. And what we found downstairs was it was cool. And I think in some ways, now I can't speak for her, it opened the door for her to relax and to find her way upstairs because of a group of quirky uh, singles. Right. So I appreciate that church. We didn't go to that church, but they saw some value there, right? And yeah. And provided a way of entrance, right? And I guess that's that yeah. on that's that on ramp I was talking about, Anna, with you know youth ministry or marriage ministry. Sure. Those are easy on ramps for people who have kids or are married. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I I don't think probably our on ramp is as easy for other people groups. Yeah, and I think that's something that would take a lot of prayer and discernment about your community and where God wants to move. But like, for example, I'm thinking about the church I go to currently, and one thing, they open their space to a lot of different organizations. Hmm, So there are a lot of people in the community who are coming through not to go to church, but they're at least familiar with it as a space. They have a choir practice there. But then they also host a farmer's market on summer Saturdays. And They've got a book discussion group. And, you know, I'm thinking about those things like the farmer's market is a great opportunity to advertise certain things to people who might live in the neighborhood, you know. And I think there's a hunger to connect, especially 
after COVID and even like the softball team that I'm on, there are multiple people on the quote church softball team who I don't think, I don't even know how they're connected to it. But (laughs) if that's a way for them to have a little bit of connection with the church, that's a really positive thing, you know, because then maybe they would be more open to an invitation to an Easter service or something, or maybe they would see that church or that friend of the resource if a crisis comes up where they sense a need for spiritual help. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, this, the church, you know, from a secular worldview has such a black eye for a lot of people, right? I mean, mm-hmm. people who, who would never go into church and think, oh, those Christians and then fill in the blank. So there's got to be a way to be winsome. And especially with all the resources that are there, boy, uh, greater minds, I think, than mine, and maybe yours, uh, and mine. could try to figure this out and, 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 and make an entranceway, that on-ramp that you're talking yeah. about. And it's singles are in the, in the front of that in some way. That, that'd be really cool. Anna, tell us about your new book. Yeah. So I am working on a book for NavPress that will hopefully come out in fall 2023. And it's based on the 17 months of field work I spent interviewing more than 300 Christians around the world. Cool. I did almost all of the interviews in person and spoke with people from about 40 countries for that project. Listen, I, that was hearing you talk about that trip and all of it was just fabulous. I cannot wait for the book. I bet you can't wait for the book to be done too. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm grateful that when I sit down and write, God often meets me in very unexpected ways Mm. in the process. And that's a gift. Because it's easy to focus on the end result and overlook the process and a lot of things. But I'm grateful that I feel like I'm meeting him in the process, in the journey of getting to the final book. Fabulous. We know. Well, we've met you because of this journey. So count us as part of that with you. Thanks an awful lot for that, Anna. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. That's Anna Broadway. Check out her other book, Sexless in the City, a memoir of reluctant chastity. And stay tuned as we uh, talk with Anna regularly about the things she's working on right now. Excellent. Anna Broadway, easily found online, of course. Take a quick break. It's our daily feature. Does this make sense? Last year, over 100,000 people in the United States died from drug overdoses, and alcohol-related deaths are rising. This has to stop. At Recovery Centers of America, our local team of experts is dedicated to treating addiction and healing families. With cutting-edge science and medicine behind us, Recovery Centers of America takes a holistic approach to treatment, addressing the source, symptoms, and contributors of substance use and co-occurring mental health disorders. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now for immediate help. You don't need to travel far to access world-class care and family support services. Our inpatient and outpatient centers are located near you so you can achieve recovery close to home. Plus, we offer outpatient telehealth services. If you are suffering and don't know where to turn, we want you to know that you are not alone. At Recovery Centers of America, we will answer your call 24-7. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Urban Impact Foundation hosts the 10th Annual Man Up Pittsburgh Conference, June 11th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry, 7.30 to 3 p.m., a day to encourage men in their calling to love God, their wives, their families, and the fatherless in their communities. With Ryan Shazier, Mike Tomlin, Tony Dungy, Ed Glover, and over 25 powerful speakers to help you maximize your impact in your home, neighborhood, and city. Man Up Pittsburgh, June 11th. Register at manuppittsburgh.com. 
Kathybarnett.com. Raised in abject poverty on a pig farm, Kathy Barnett overcame bleak beginnings with hard work and determination following a calling to join the U.S. Army Reserve. A proud veteran, now a homeschool mom and pro-Trump conservative fighter for Pennsylvania, Kathy Barnett is running for the U.S. Senate to preserve the America that gave her the opportunity to rise. Barnett says she's proof that woke liberals are wrong about America. And Kathy knows parents deserve a say in their own kids' education. Barnett will fight to clean up Biden's inflation mess, end the welfare state, stop the creep of socialism, and make America great again. And Kathy's not afraid to take on the swamp establishment in both parties to do what's right for Pennsylvania. Send a pro-Trump conservative fighter to the Senate. Kathy Barnett. Paid for by Club for Growth Action, clubforgrowthaction.org, and not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Club for Growth Action is responsible for the content of this ad. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to wordfm.com to enter. That's wordfm.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, we'll see clear to partly cloudy skies below 60. Tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy with a high of 77. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and mild with a low of 60. On Saturday, cloudy and humid with a few showers and a thunderstorm late in the day, high 76. And Saturday night will be mostly cloudy and mild with a passing shower, below 61. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Grace Miratori. Hey, Pittsburgh, help make your streets safer for everyone so the people driving cars, riding bikes, taking buses, and walking can get where they're going faster and easier. Champion safer and more connected streets at moveforwardpgh.org. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Slippers. Slippers. Well, the only, for me, the only way that slippers make sense is in the wintertime when it's chilly. When it's warm out, I don't, what do I need slippers for? I'm wearing booties. (laughs) 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 When it's chilly. And your feet are cold. But whenever the temperatures rise, goodbye booties. <laughs> there they go. You know what I'm so saying? what are you wearing? Nothing. You're going barefoot? Yeah. Which is the preferred. In my perfect world, in heaven, mm-hmm. I'm wearing a pair of shorts, a t-shirt, and nothing else. Is that right? Yeah. That's summertime for me. I don't want to walk around with shoes on and slippers. Slippers make sense to you? Well, when I think of slippers, I think of like the like fluffy, soft things. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. To me, they're just a tripping hazard. Yeah. They're just that like that's a, that's an an accident waiting to happen. I agree. I just would rather wear shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some kind of shoes around the house. Around the house. Now I don't wear the same shoes outside that I wear around the yeah. house. Yeah. I have around the house shoes. Oh yeah, yeah, because right. I can I, never go yeah. barefoot because I absolutely hate going. Never barefoot. go barefoot. I hate it so what? much. What? What? I hate it so Why? much. Why? Why do you hate, hate that? I hate it. I don't like. I don't like to feel things on my feet. What? Like, like the carpet? 
like a hardwood car- floor. What about like crumbs? That's horrible feeling. What about dirt? How about you Terrible. sweep the floor? How about a stone? The worst? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I believe feet were meant for shoes. At least my feet were. All right, these boots are made for walking. So slippers, I don't feel like they make sense, John. Yeah. I hate to rip on your booties. That's no, fine. I, but I, it's I, summer; you don't care. I love my booties. Uh, okay, that, that doesn't make it makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to you. Does this make sense? I've said this before. I cut the grass today. Yeah. Early this morning, I got up and was ready to go. Really? Mowing the lawn? It makes no sense at all. It really doesn't. It makes no sense. Right. I mean, you spend all this time, all this effort. And believe me, I like a mowed lawn. It's It looks beautiful. It smells fabulous. But we're worried about, like, you know, eradicating the honeybees. I'm like, I was like... I'm just going to mow them over and, you know, just killing the ecology. of, And then all of a sudden, you know, there's pesticides and gasoline and oil and noise and just let your grass grow. And I think people would be better off. We just relax a little bit unless you're going to, you know, pirate game or something. Or you're like, you know, at the 18th hole at Oakmont. What are we cutting the grass for and being like so flipped out about it? Which is relaxed. It makes no sense to me. You never even asked me what I thought. Oh, what do you think? It's too late. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Matthew West. Me on your mind. With me on your mind. Ellie Holcomb, I will carry you. And the healing from Blanca and Dante Bowe. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. Hey, Earl, did you hear that Senator Mastriano voted to pass Act 77? You're kidding. Isn't that the law that allowed no-excuse mail-in ballots that the Democrats are abusing? Yeah, but it's worse than that. Mastriano also proposed that folks with COVID should be mandated to register with the government or be punished. And that's a violation of my privacy rights. Uh, what will they come up with next? A tax increase? You know, Earl, now that you mention it, he has. Mastriano is proposing a 60% increase in our Pennsylvania income tax. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm sure glad I talked to you guys. Don't be like Earl. Get the facts. Doug Mastriano can't be trusted. Paid for by Pennsylvania Patriots for Election Integrity, LLC. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm, Shirley'sburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams with the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys. 
Dante Bo, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. The Bible. Scholars have debated it. World leaders have quoted it. Nations have fought for it. And now you can experience it like never before. From world-shaping history to present-day events, come explore the most impactful book of all time through interactive exhibitions, immersive galleries, and breathtaking artifacts where ancient stories and modern technology come together to bring the undeniable impact of the Bible to life. Museum of the Bible. What's in it will surprise you at museumofthebible.org. How do you feel about journalists, Kath? You trust them? I have mixed emotions about it. I feel like the occupation, noble. That person who's going to get the story, that person who's going to, you know, work their contacts to find out what's really going on and report it to people, I love that. Because of the papers that we read on a daily basis, though, whether it's the you know local papers or it's the New York Times, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, I'm consistently now like kind of dumbfounded by the amount of opinion that lands in articles that are supposed to be reporting. 100%. And that's changed. That's changed over the last decade. I agree. Yeah, easily. And I feel like you know there are opinion pages in newspapers for a reason so that you know what's opinion and what isn't. And – now the the lines blurred for me. Yeah, what was I was reading an article. I think I read the first couple sentences to you. They were talking about um, about children in the United States and saying, you know, the United States. The first opening sentence was, "The United States cares so little about about babies and children." Right. I, and then it went on to say something. We're what, thought, wait a minute, what? Totally disconnected about yeah. So yeah. A lot of journalism has become opinion based. There's no doubt about it. You know, it used to be like, I'm just going to report the facts of the story. Mm-hmm. Here's the story. This is what happened. And of course, you know, many major papers, most, you know, major papers had those investigative journalists, which I believe, you know, we're lacking now. I don't think you get props for being an investigative journalist anymore. The you only don't? things, you, the only thing you get kudos for. And likes and forwards and retweets is from your opinion, and I think that's what's driving where we are right now. But the I mean, serious work has to be done. I it mean, does have to be done, but we're not. Re- I don't think we're rewarding that. Like that used the idea of being an investigative journalist was such oh. a respected career for so long. Sure, and I don't. If you look at, I mean, it depends on how you gauge respect perhaps it might be well-paying but if you're looking at the court of public opinion or you're looking on social media people the big people who have garnered followings are opinion people Mm. not reporters i agree so in some ways you know what's happened over the last several years and especially as believers the christian church i think we hold journalists at arm's length or we degrade or deride journalism mm-hmm. you know we don't trust them well because we call it all fake news so you have no confidence in the source of the people who are reporting the story then they, they are less than and especially i believe imagine if you were a believer 
and not working for a Christian news organization, but trying to be truthful in your own daily life and using reporting as an arm of your truth in your life as a believer in Christ and also reporting on whether it's city hall or presidential elections or, you know, what happens at the local school board, Mm -hmm. all those things informing it. I would imagine that believers working in the sphere, I mean, we, we know people who, you know, work as reporters and it's a very difficult juggling act. Yeah, but why should being a Christian make it any harder for you to be a reporter than to not be a Christian and be a reporter? I think just being a reporter is hard. Yeah, I, I, I would think that if you were serious about your faith, that being a reporter would make your faith stronger. Do you think that's true? Because you see yes. the world yeah. in its absolute... You know what, though? I think that's the case with any career. I I feel like if you take your faith seriously and you strive to be the very best you can at your vocation, whether you're a great banker or you're a great mom or you are a great painter or truck driver. That your faith informs everything that you do. If you look at your work that way. I feel like your the wisdom you accrue in work is going to cause you to grow more in your faith, mm-hmm. and and that should be the maybe that's a way to kind of gauge how we're doing in our spiritual journey is are all those things as the psychiatrists say integrated, coalescing in your okay. What's interesting is you know like on Sunday morning, a lot of us will show up at church. We'll hear the pastor preach a sermon. Now, if you're fortunate and your pastor is, you know, on the mark, you carry that sermon, at least, you know. With you, yeah. Yeah, throughout the week, mm-hmm. you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll sell, I'll reference back to what was pastor talking about there and mm-hmm. what was that verse he was using? And, you know, and of course, Presbyterians are famous, you know, for their note taking. Sure. And I, I like to take notes. And, and so... That sort of like, if you weren't going, if I wasn't going to church on Sunday and I was just hanging out, you know, doing, you know, the softball league or just, you know, going to brunch with my friends, I miss something. I get something extra as a believer on Sunday morning in my community with my friends, my family, and the message that's delivered to me. It changes me. That's true. And so then when you, when it turns into Monday for you. I've got a little extra something in my tank. Okay, so, but is your work informing your Christian faith? Undoubtedly here. I mean, you can't escape it. Well, but you could escape it. Just, I don't think you could, I mean, yeah, we're we're like, I hate to use the term professional Christian, but that's kind of what this job is. And there are many people who would claim that. Any pastor or, you know, entertainer, writer, whatever it is. But I think that you could do this job and keep it in its pigeonhole. A bad job. Yeah, it would be a bad job. But I think if you are an engineer and you keep your, your engineering in a pigeonhole and don't let your faith inform it, I think that's, that's being a bad engineer too. That's what I mean about that integration. If we're not – if our faith isn't informing everything about our life, our what we do from 9 to 5, how we treat our roommate – 
how we deal with our parents or our kids, how we talk to our neighbor, how we vote, how we spend our money. If that, if it's not integrated, then I don't, I think that that's a, that's a way that we kind of see our spiritual unhealth in life. That you can't separate the two. Right. Christy, let me draw you into this. Okay. So you're new to this. You know, you've been, you've been here at the station now for what, eight months? Almost a year. Almost a year. Oh, wait till we have that celebration. Oh, man. Time flies. Next month. You want to talk? Next month. Next month. Is it next month? Yeah, I started Oh, that's right. It was June. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. You can't imagine the candy wheel I'm cooking up. Oh, we can't have candy wheel. (laughs) Some pretty time there. (laughs) Okay, so push into that. I mean, you know, the idea of you coming here, answering an ad, and thinking, you know, well, you worked in a church before, so that wasn't that far away from this. But it is weird to be here, to be part of this thing. I mean, I don't put words in your mouth, but it is Wait, you it? mean because it's a Christian play, work, Christian workplace? Well, it, we're, we're doing church here in some way, right? I mean, we're having fun, but this is also church. For be, I mean, I see people kind of going, no, you guys are crazy. You well, it's to- not ch- I don't think it's church, though. It, it's not church. It's 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 a Christian. We're not worshiping here, right? But it's but not we're worship. informing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The audience and ourselves yeah. and each other because of our passion for the world and God's place in it, and we see that we create that for the audience, right? Hopefully. And so, what are you asking Christy if she like is having second thoughts? Well, you knew what you were getting into. Has it? I mean, it's it's an odd it's an odd job, isn't it? it not is many people job. do this thing. No, but not a lot of people work in a church either. That's true. More it's... people work in a church than do this. Full time? Yeah. Yeah. There are thousands and thousands of churches across this country. Maybe there's how many Christian radio stations, right? Yeah. So do you, so I guess the question for all of us is, would it be any different if we worked in a bank? Or if we were, as you said, truck drivers. Well, you know people. But in your daily routine, you run into people and you think, oh, my gosh. I, I can see that guy's faith all, faith yeah, all over. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's something and that, that could be a guy at the bank or that could be a plumber who comes into your house. Right, or... and that's not, it's, it's unusual, but it's not unusual, right? I would mm-hmm. say that. Right. So I would say to Christy, you, you're here... Um, after a year of doing this, it's an interesting, strange way to have a job. That's and, so Christian. Yeah, that's so Christian. I'm sure that you meet people. I mean, you try to do describe. People think, do people think you're weird because you have like a Christian job, Christy? Um, probably. I, nobody's ever like flat out said, wow, that's a weird job. I'll say it. That's a weird job. <laughs> but I'm sure like I think I've gotten some looks before. Like I told my neighbor what I do. He thought I was still in college. Oh, really? Because, you know, baby face. Right. Yes, and of course. So when I told him what I did, he was like, what? oh, that's that's what I got. Oh. Oh. Like I know, but I don't. Yeah. And what about other people you meet in the industry who are, Ugh. who, you know, wait, wait, what, so wait, wait, you're in radio? Like, what do you do? What do you do? Here's the thing that was surprising to me, has been surprising to me over the last decade since I've been doing this, is whenever I meet people who are in radio or in TV or whatever, I assume that they're going to kind of be like 
shocked that I do faith-based radio, and I've never had that response. People have been wonderful mm-hmm. and more, much more accepting mm-hmm. than I ever – you know, in my head it was going to be oppositional, and it wasn't remotely no, no. oppositional. Because it, it's such a – I mean, look, if you go up and down the radio dial, you hear a lot of Christian radio. Yeah, you do. So it's not like it's out of the mainstream. Right. Right. It's, it's, right. Heck, I mean, I was driving back from South Dakota. It was like – Man, it dominated the airwaves, mm-hmm. which surprised me. Yeah, how about that? Anyway, being invested in your vocation, in my opinion, I think should always propel us forward in our faith. Don't you hope and that? And pro- being being propelled forward in our faith should propel us forward to be better at our vocation. Yeah. And for us... For, for whatever it is. Well, you see, Christy, you know, she's just starting out in her career. Our kids, younger than Christy... My hope for my, my, my kids is that they love what they're doing. Yes, exactly. And as believers... That they, they see them, their life is integrated. Yeah. And they flourish because of all that. But man, how many people do you know are unhappy with their, with their job prospects or where they are in their careers? And you think, it's so, it's so vital, isn't it, Stu? Because you spend so much spend time doing it. a lot of it. your time working. Yeah. I don't know. It's very complex. Make it count. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it looks like Bono has a new book out. Bono's an yeah. author? Yeah, Bono's an author. It's going to be a, a memoir. Really? We'll talk about it. Really? What's, oh, okay. Coming up next. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to Northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. I've always been kind of cynical towards advertising, which I know doesn't make much sense considering I'm currently recording a commercial. It's all the fluffy words that make us cynical, right? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, a blue light special, but only, of course, if you call right now. It all kind of makes me nauseous, and yet here I am about to say that right now actually might be a -a once-in-a-lifetime moment for some of us, and that is the opportunity of a cash-out refinance. Arguably never has there been a moment in time like the last few years where home values have jumped at crazy historical levels, leaving all this extra money sitting inside our homes. A cash-out refinance lets you put that extra money in your pocket to use for life. If you'd like to see your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases and up to $500 of your appraisal fees on all refinances. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7, 365. Find them online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services. Trusted, proven, preferred. 
Biting into a sandwich is good. Getting the perfect bite of KFC's juicy, hand-breaded, 100% white meat chicken filet with tangy mayo, thick-cut pickles, and a buttery brioche bun? That's finger-licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich in classic or spicy today. Prices of participation may vary. How does the loss of memory affect our spiritual life? How can the church more effectively care for families touched by Alzheimer's? Find out June 16th as Trinity School for Ministry presents Experiencing Alzheimer's, Forgetful But Not Forgotten, a special event with Dr. Carol Harold, M.D. By improving our understanding of the changes in thinking and behavior caused by Alzheimer's, we can more effectively address the needs of those with it. Cost just $25. Register now at tsm.edu slash interterms. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Bono has announced an autobiography, which apparently will tell his life story through the lens of his music. Um, the new book is releasing in November. Really? It's called Surrender, 40 Songs, One Story. And apparently the title is in reference to the book's 40 chapters, each of which is named for a U2 song. Okay, 40 chapters? 40 chapters. Holy now, moly. Now, I don't know if you've read, have you ever read anything written by him? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a wonderful writer. Yes, he is. He's, he's excellent. He's a really, very interesting writer. Um, and... I mean, he's he's a poet, obviously, yes, and so you can imagine he would be good at this. But here's my favorite part. This is a quote from Bono. Surrender is the story of one pilgrim's lack of progress. <laughs> Which is so that great. Funny about it. Which is so great. So that's coming out in November. November. Um, Very good. Just last week, Bono and The Edge performed a private concert at a Kiev bomb shelter. We talked about that here on mm-hmm, the show mm-hmm. at the invitation of the Ukrainian president. That was interesting. Um, my uh, memory of... of uh, you and I and uh, thousands of other people at Heinz Field <laughs> yeah. popped up on my Facebook thing. The oh, other did day. it? Yeah, at yeah. The Joshua Tree concert. I think it was five years ago. Was it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really funny uh, time because as soon as they announced that they were doing that tour, I went on Ticketmaster oh. and waited hours, like calling, 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 you were so, calling like, to, get, intentional. to get my tickets. And you waited until the very end. And like three days before, we're like, yeah, I think I'll get some tickets. Yeah. And we get to Heinz Field where there's 65 stinking thousand seats. And I sit down with my family and I hear John say, hey, Kath. Yeah. I was like two rows, be- literally two rows behind you. Oh, Heinz Field. I know. Yeah. And you looked around and we must have known. We did. Jay Slocum was right behind yeah. us. Yeah. Lisa Slayton back there. Yeah. The people really were around us. It was super cool. It was like a homecoming in some way. Okay. Here's here's other entertainment news. Um the 1952 classic Singing in the Rain, oh, yeah. starring Pittsburgh's I own love it. Gene Kelly, mm-hmm. it's getting a home video upgrade. Um, 70th anniversary re-release of the film in 4K Ultra HD. It includes the film on Blu-ray and a code to acquire the film digitally for $34. It doesn't have new features, but it does have previously released commentary by Debbie Reynolds. Um, and Gene Kelly's widow, Patricia Ward Kelly, said a lot of time, money, and effort went into the film's restoration from Warner Brothers. That's cool. Now, would you be interested in seeing that? Uh, I'd like to see it. But I, I... You wouldn't buy it? No. Okay. But you'd like, well, you'd, like for, you'd like for me to buy it so you can come see it at my house. <laughs> okay, now that you bring that up. I mean, you know, the 4K thing. I mean, I've seen, I've okay, I've seen that a, film. Okay, Warner Brothers said that um, 
they made the new 4K Master by aligning the three positive separation masters made from the original Technicolor negatives. I don't really know what that process means, but they said it has resulted in a significant leap forward from previous video. Interesting. So I would love to see that. Yeah. I would really love to see that. I think that's such a fabulously fun oh. and beautiful musical. It's one I of really the greatest it. movies. It really is. What about, um, you know anything about his wife? Uh, no, only that she was much younger. Yeah, I think she was. And she's a Pittsburgher. Yeah, I think she was 30 years younger mm-hmm. than him when they married. I mean, still 30 years younger, but yeah. um, she had a one-woman show called Gene Kelly, The Legacy. Oh. And um, she did that in Pittsburgh here in 2014. Yeah, she's been in Pittsburgh multiple times. She was friends uh, with uh, the CLO. Oh, is that right? Charlie Gray and then you know uh, other people forward. And I believe she always comes in to give out the award, the Gene Kelly Awards. The High School Musical Awards, yeah, yeah which is super yeah. cool. So, I mean, th- she has kept Gene Kelly's legacy. Not that he needed any help, but really, she's really energized that legacy. So we're fortunate to have her. Hey, have a great night. Thanks for being with us. Did you- the Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.